right. Welcome to episode two of the Colton and Joe show. I am Hello. the first, second part of that name. I am um, the first part of that name. Yes, you are. Skype is very sketchy today, as is not saying that is recording on here, but it says it's recording on my comrade. My it is. It's not real good. So we'll, we'll risk it for the biscuit today, I guess. Yes, we will risk it for the biscuit, and if we lose that biscuit, I'm going to be so mad. That's when we re-record the biscuit, then. Then we will have to re-record the biscuit. Um, yes. And whoever owns Google Meet, please uh, stop being so greedy and allow <laughs> us to record the meetings without paying that much money. It is quite insane. You know what else is quite insane? Wow, that is quite insane. That the Seahawks were really about to draft Josh Allen and straight away Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. I like that. That, that was kind of weird, I, I must admit. I think both sides of that were kind of stupid for – I think the Seahawks were stupid for offering Russell Wilson the franchise QB, and then I think Cleveland was stupid for not taking Russell Wilson. Uh, at the time, 100% top 10 quarterback, now top three quarterback. And the Josh Allen thing, as it goes, is a little strange. As, like, the consensus with Sam Darnold was the number one quarterback for apparently everyone besides Cleveland. And – um, the number two was kind of a, a bit of a battle for Allen and Mayfield, but most people that I, I had been talking to and keeping up with this in the media were saying definitely Mayfield. I guess for Seattle, who has their offense kind of built around a mobile quarterback, Allen is a lot more mobile than the, the other two. And I mean, as of now, Allen, at least this season, performed better than the other two. So in hindsight, maybe Seattle might have been better or might have been right. I don't think – I think Darnold has a higher ceiling. I think Mayfield has a higher ceiling. I think Darnold might actually be the better player. But I, I think – I mean, I think performance-wise this year, Allen was the best out of the three. Do I think he was better than Russell Wilson? No, but maybe they just decided they wanted to get a little younger and a little cheaper. But regardless of that, I think it was stupid on – on Seattle's end and Cleveland's end, both ways. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Russell Wilson has really he's really taken off this year. I mean, not that he hasn't in the past couple of years, but he was truly elite, and his PFF grade was off the chart. Um, him and Tyler Lockett was both on my fantasy team, and they carried me for a couple of weeks there. They were really going off. I bombed fantasy this season. <laughs> my, fantasy, my fantasy team started off hot. Towards the end of the season, it really faltered. I um, ended kind of hot, but I had so many busts, like Baker Mayfield and, and Joe Mixon, Robert Woods. Saquon, all those Sa- weeks in there, too. Saquon really- was good, but like he was just injured, man. Like, yeah. He was my number one pick. Didn't end well. Yeah, I had um, both of the quarterbacks we've talked in this episode most of the season. We got Josh Allen and we got Russell Wilson. I really got a, a gold mine of quarterbacks there. Russell Wilson was very short end of the stick. <laughs> My I had like a good bit, good bit of wide receivers this year, but I didn't really draft many good wide receivers. I got most of those uh, as free agents. Yeah. yeah. This year, I'm definitely gearing up for another year of fantasy. Whenever that the season comes around, it's definitely oh, yeah. 
Damn. You're taking the trophy this year. It's happening. Yeah, Telling yeah. you that right now. Telling you that right now. It's happening. I'm, yeah. I'll make a big board. I, I never make big boards. I make my I need to board. refresh it big time though. I'll make my big board. I'll include rookies and in the moves. And I've, I've never made a big board for fantasy. I usually just kind of go off of what I'm thinking in my mind at the time. Yeah. Time, it's big board season. I don't know. I've seen a lot of a lot of things being thrown around. I don't know what running back to draft. I almost always draft running back in the first round. I don't yeah, know. Me too. It really depends on who's left there for me. But last year I was there was only Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was the only like viable running back left in the first round, so I ended up taking him. Uh, I, I got don't know. Barkley last year, and if okay. I get the number two pick, I'm getting Barkley three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna take him over. Um, who else? Can, um, Christian McCaffrey is taking number one overall. You're taking Saquon number two. In, if I get the second over. pick, Saquon's the pick. I'm telling you that now. Not much to argue there, yeah. Um, Derek Henry, I, like we said in the last episode, I'm worried about his production. His, uh, like yeah, injuries. Was, it like, his I usage, mean, he was obviously a yeah. beast in the playoffs, but he could Big end deal. up like Gurley. And when, huh. it's, when it gets down to it, teams might be able to game plan against him a little better now, now that they see the offense's capabilities when they're in their stride with in the playoffs with Tannehill not really doing too much. So, I mean, I, yeah. I'd definitely draft him in the first round, but not number two overall. Yeah, I don't... Tannehill worries me. I don't I don't know why they paid him so much after one year. It's, yeah. You could have got someone in the draft uh, that might have not been as good as him. But, like, you don't need a star quarterback in this, their system. It's yeah, just, you're going to give it to Derrick Henry, you don't need him. It's good to have Tannehill, I guess, as just a viable option that he, he could pass the ball fairly consistently. The injury history concerns me in Miami, but I guess it doesn't concern them as much, so they're prerogative. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird that, you know, he came in there and he didn't even start the whole year, and they decided to pay him all that cash. Yeah, I mean, it was weird that he made the Pro Bowl. He was only he only had been playing for like four or five weeks, I believe, <laughs> when the Pro Bowl rolled around. But I mean, yeah. more power to him, I guess. Go Tannehill, resurrecting his uh, career. So I'm sure you saw, as uh, every Steeler fan has saw this today in the past couple of days, is that Big Ben actually shaved off his beard, and now he looks. Oh, he didn't shave off his whole beard. He got a haircut and everything. He's looking like a trend. A nice man. And you know what that means, don't you? Yes. He's, he's throwing, throwing NFL caliber passes. Yeah, he's on video with Juju and James Conner and Ryan Switzer, of course. Oh, there was JC there? Ryan I'd Switzer. Not... I didn't yeah. see him there. Okay. Of course, Ryan Switzer was there, though. Yeah, yeah they're like best friends. Ben's, Ben's guy. There's... Ben's a guy. I'm hoping that ends soon. And Switzer does not stick around. He's not I mean, provided much of anything besides injuries and, and mocked ponds. <laughs> yeah, Switzer was okay. I mean, he just – I really would have rather had Eli Rogers than him. And it really yeah. just – Eli Rogers had like that 700-yard season at one time. Yeah, I think he had, I mean, I had like four or five touchdowns too. That was a, that was a nice year. I like that. He ended up – he was eventually replaced by Juju uh, when they drafted mm-hmm. him. But, yeah, and then he was injured all of 
two seasons ago. I was on IR, and then after the XFL was disbanded or whatever uh, the term is there, I was really hoping the Steelers would move in and put him on. Sweep him up. Put him on the back. Something. I, he didn't do nice. that on the XFL. Um, I saw that, like, did you see he skipped his dad's funeral to get in his XFL <laughs> game? I think it was his mom's funeral, but either way. Mom's, my, I don't know how to remember, but he's a, he's and he a got hard, a touchdown in it, I believe. Yeah. I think he, he wasn't, um, I think he, he might, that ACL tear, I think he might have taken away some of his agility, but he's still running some pretty crispy routes out there, and yeah. I really... I really wish, hope the Steelers might bring him on for some preseason action. I'd like to bring him back for preseason. If he, even if he doesn't suit up for the regular season roster, I'd still like to just see him out there in preseason. My main he's, man, Eli. He's basically a veteran at this point, you know? He's, he's bounced around. He's I don't seen know how old he is, even, to be honest. Uh, I think he, he might be like 29 or 30 now. I'm not really sure. I don't have no clue. Yeah, because he was... um. He was, I'm almost certain he was undrafted, so he was kind of just bouncing around teams there for a little bit. So mm-hmm. who knows how long that was. Yeah. Beats me, but uh, he was good. He's he's pretty good. I'd like to bring him back, for at least in some sort of capacity. Yeah, I know. And he he's 27, so he's younger than I thought he was. But he's only I can't believe he's only 5'10". I thought he was at least 6'. All right, he is a little guy. It's Very surprising. Serious. I don't even... I don't think... James Washington's even six foot. Are you kidding? I just looked this up, um, and the suggested like searches. Dante Moncrief is only twenty six years old. Oh wow! Can you believe that? He was Does so he bad. He's so young. Did he get um, signed? I do. I, and I'm pretty sure he was signed after the Steelers cut him in a season. I'm not sure. It probably was just yeah. a one year deal. Yeah, Something I, tell- I, I haven't heard anything about him since he got cut. Um, I know. But. He got, might have got picked up, and I was like, I think I messed with the common country pick uh, calculation. Yeah. Um, you got the third round for cutting him, though, and that was well worth it. Definitely. I mean, we'll see, I guess, what Highsmith can do, but just getting Moncrief out of there is for free no, would be yeah. worth it, to be uh, honest. He must have been cut from the other team that he went to as well. Yeah, it doesn't say on here, but I can see. I don't know. He, yeah, I had high hopes for him too when they brought him in. I was a doctor before, and then he got to and Pittsburgh and bombed it. And the Colts too, and and the Jag- yeah, Jaguars no. team. He wasn't that good, but yeah, like, I mean, he was he was nothing like amazing, but he was just reliable veteran, I guess. None of our real like Steve Nelson was very good, but like last season free agent signings and trades and stuff. Besides, obviously, making Fitzpatrick. Like, Mark Barron didn't work out. Moncrief didn't work out. Um, Vanette didn't work out. Yeah, I'll say that. Vanette um, was bashing the Steelers afterwards. You see that? Yeah, I did see that. He was like... He was like... I can't say it was pleasant experience there. Like, <laughs> screw you, Vanette. You're just mad because you didn't get any targets because you poopy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, um... I know it was something that a lot of people thought they were going to bring him back because they could probably bring him back cheap. And um, he wasn't, I don't think he was too bad of a blocker, per se. He wasn't, like, terrible, but, like, he was, he was just, just like, track. the third stringer starting the season. And in Seattle comes over here to be McDonald's backup, start one game, and they bring in Ebron. So he would have been the third stringer again if he signed back. 
Yeah, I'm. If the if Eric Ebron turns out to be like the other uh, receiving player we bring in nope. from the Colts, <laughs> Dante I would not be happy. He was Dante Moncrief was so bad. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I cannot deny it. I'm pretty sure he I'm pretty sure he has some injury in his hand or something. He's he's like playing through it. But either way, he would drop some wide open passes. He did. He had some, I believe it was like a pinky injury or some kind of finger injury. <laughs> and then he just completely lost his confidence after that. Yeah. It's. Oh, well. That's in the past. But I, yeah, I had high hopes for him. I saw him towards the Steelers that, like, for maybe one or two touchdowns when he played the Colts. And I really thought he'd be a stud, but he, he was not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I kind of threw the Steelers off signing him veteran receiver, I really thought there was maybe Des Bryant, but he kind of has the same issues where he he wasn't the best at catching the ball. <laughs> he was good. <laughs> yeah, he had some hand issues. That was, yeah, that was always the joke back when he was on the Cowboys, you know, Des Bryant has no hands. Yeah, yeah. it does. And then he got signed with the Saints, and then, like, immediately like, tore his ACL or something in practice. Now, one time, that was weird. Uh, I'm so confused. Now Skype says we've been recording for 41 seconds, so uh, if it actually is just recording this now, then I guess it's not that bad. Like, I could just record an intro and be like, Skype was weird. <laughs> but, no, we can just log eggs out of it and then see what's recorded and then join back. Um, I could, but I don't know. It's fine. We weren't, we weren't just talking about reminiscing about the good old days with... Uh, I mean, Eli Rogers. Really Eli Rogers, and then we um, went on to Dante Moncrief and talked, discussed the Eric Ebron signing just a little bit. I guess we can continue from there since we were just in the midst of that conversation. Um, I guess, might as well. I yeah, I know they signed the Bears, as in they. They signed Jimmy Graham for like I think it might have been three million dollars more than what we signed um, Eric Ebron for, and they had similar. Uh, they had similar production last year, but Eric Ebron played, like, six less games. <laughs> that was weird. And obviously Ebron Eric, was a pro bowler two years ago. And Eric Ebron is younger, so I'm not really sure. Bears just doing bear things. Maybe they the look- Bears have ten tight ends on their roster. Yeah, and they, they drafted one. Yeah, that's t- like, all I really remember is Cole Komet, the draftee, and, and Jimmy Graham, because I believe Trey Burton is... Retired, if I if I remember correctly, but yeah, maybe. so many. I remember when they signed him to like they signed him to tons of money after the Philly special, um, and obviously, I was kind of I thought that was kind of funny since he was like third string tight end for the Eagles and he split snaps with Zach Ertz and Selleck. Dallas Goddard. <laughs> yeah, no, then they drafted that Dallas Goddard the next year, I think. Either way, it's um. Dallas Goddard's kind of, I kind of like him too, but I, I do like that's a good one-two punch there. Yeah, Dallas Goddard. Him. Sorry, now you're good. <laughs> I can't forget. I was gonna say now. So yeah, you going? Uh, I just the probably the second best combo last year. I think I might have to give it to Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, but obviously that combo is not around anymore. Now we got Austin Hooper and David and Joku. Vance McDonald and Eric Ebron. Uh, <laughs> Best in the yeah. league. Uh, yeah, um, something that's very underrated about Eric Ebron is his blocking ability. I'm pretty sure he has a really good 
um, tight end blocking grade. He's a good blocker. He's able to go up there and, and get that ball, especially two seasons ago before he's having those injuries. I don't know if you saw, I posted on his Twitter about how he's like running and cutting without pain for the first time in a long time. So that definitely gives me some hope. Yeah, and of course we um, we know all about his uh, t- break tackle <laughs> ability. <laughs> that's that's kind of unseen around the league beside him. Yeah, I mean, not really. <laughs> that's not that's not the truth at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was he was good though. He was like running like a truck a couple years ago. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. this year he can pick that up again. Definitely, definitely. I like to see him in this offense because, you know, Big Big Ben loves those tight ends. I wish you guys could see this right now. But Colton is messing around with – he got some ice right now. He got some gold <laughs> yeah, chains. Ice. Messing around. I don't know where this came from. I just found it. And I've been messing with it ever since. Oh, yeah. He also – he has a, a sleeveless shirt and he's turning off his massive guns. You guys <laughs> – Massive biceps. Any man that is watching this right now would be absolutely in awe of this man's arms. <laughs> yeah, he'd be embarrassed. He makes uh <laughs> makes Big Ben look like like Tiny Ben. Little Ben. Big Ben's son, uh, compared to Ben Roethlisberger's, like Colton compared to Big Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ben's son. I'm. That's I always see stuff. All over my Twitter feed every time that I don't follow the Big Ben Seven account or whatever. But every time you post, it's on my feed. Every time, like T.J. Watt liked or Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> follows, or it's just him and his dogs just like sitting by the pool <laughs> or something. I would, yeah, I think that's Big Ben's. I think it's the Twitter account for Big Ben's like website or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not weird. His first, the it's bio not says like. Ben Roethlisberger does not have a personal account. It's called like Big Ben Seven at like Steelers.com or something. Yeah. It's like oh, but it's verified, so I I trust it. Yes, I trust it with my life. I'm sure it's not someone raising propaganda for Big Ben. Someone's raising propaganda for Big Ben, like pictures of him and his family and his dog sitting by the pool. <laughs> Not the yeah. most interesting propaganda you can promote. <laughs> yeah, or there was the the TikTok that Juju made, and he put it all like on his Instagram. Yeah, it was like, it was like my best my friend check. check. Big Ben's house is kind of cool. I, I, he, he I, of his old I dig that pool. That was a nice pool, yeah. You got the little like natural rock waterfall and stuff. <laughs> those are always sick when you see those. Like, yeah, you know that yeah. person. That would be dope. Must that would be super dope. I, um, I did get excited when I saw that video on Juju's story. Because that was before the whole Big Ben shaved his beard thing came out. And yeah. I was like, ooh. The receivers are gathering at Big Ben's. You know what that means. And then my hunch was correct. So that makes me happy. Your hunch was correct. I am, yeah, I think Big Ben's going to play with a shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I sure hope Big Ben plays with a shoulder. He's gonna play with a, a uh, what's that? I cannot remember what the elbow. No. Wrist. <laughs> what are you talking about? Elbow sling like brace. Oh, uh, like a weight. It's not a weight on his shoulder. Um, chip on his shoulder. A chip on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't that. know what you were going for. 
a term escaped me for a second. Um, but I, everyone's letting him, everyone's kind of a, you know, they're not believing in him. I think they should be. They're think, sleeping you know, on Big Ben. They're sleeping on Big Ben, for sure. He is, he really looked, I mean, his passes, his passes look pretty good. I mean, there's uh, only like two of them. But they did look like some pretty crisp two passes, I must admit. Yes, his form looked better than ever. Uh, yeah. He's very much in shape. Yeah, I mean, everyone was talking about how he looked like super fat, like during the <laughs> season. It's just he's wearing that humongous like coat thingy, and he's got his big beard, like actual. He said he was down like some 15 pounds. He looked a lot thinner. Yeah, but, we're getting but mobile, Big Ben. Or a running QB. Look out, Lamar Jackson, Big Ben is, is coming. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I think pe- people are really sleeping on, on the Steelers this year, and I'm I'm a firm believer in a deep playoff run, if not Super Bowl potential. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a believer in, like, Super Bowl potential. I'm definitely a believer in playoffs. As it, as much as we get discounted, I think the playoffs should should be a reality. I don't know how much credit I give to the Super Bowl thing. It all really comes down to, like, development at this point. We have a championship defense, at least as of this season. We have a championship caliber defense. But the offense was just so atrocious. It comes down to, like, if we can pick things up with Big Ben, is Juju the player that we think he is? Is Deontay Johnson going to be able to take that next step how good is Claypool O-line there's a lot of questions James Conner's availability a lot of questions that's what I was yeah and the if I remember correctly the two times that Big Ben has won a Super Bowl he didn't play statistically as well but the no the dominant defenses were really um put them in every single game no matter how the Mm -hmm. offense played Blitzburg yeah. Um, we're all talking about this like this like we're for sure the NFL is going to start on time, and I've said that many times. But uh, they canceled our, our church camps this year, and they're, yeah. they're like two months away, so I'm not really sure. Um, That's a rip. Every event that I had this summer is gone. Yeah. So I'm gonna have a free summer. Luckily, I will be getting my driver's license in about a month, so I'll at least be able to go pick up the boys. Yeah, we can do some stuff. This is going to be a very chill summer, um, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's for better or for worse. Yeah, sadly enough. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I was really excited. Worse. First camps this year, we could uh, Like, we don't get to see each other. Like, we don't talk that much in, in real life. Uh, obviously, I don't have that like that many friends that are really interested in sports. So, this is a fun time. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks Steelers. Like the Colin and Joe show. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> um, someone swiped up on my Snapchat story, so I put this. I linked um, put a link to our Spotify, and and Ashton swiped up and was like, "I don't like the name of your show." <laughs> so I was just like, "Bro, it has a nice ring to it." Then you listen at the end, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't listen to it, and it was a good show. I just think you could have a more cool name." And I was like, "I mean, we could think." I mean, I just, <laughs> we could put a little more thought into it, but it gets straight to the point. There's Colton, there's Joe, it's a show. I must admit, it's pretty boring. It gets to the point. Yes, and 
it is Most importantly, it has a nice ring to it. Most importantly, it is a show. Obviously. Um, talking about our first show, like, I know my audio quality is not that good. So I'm m- making efforts to make me sound better. Um, like, I, um, we'll, we'll uh, plug our Instagrams at the end. Um, just send us over uh, tips or, or critiques or whatever to our Instagrams. Uh, I mean, at least mine. I don't know if Colton really minds. I'm sure you're not going to get that many DMs. Um, oh, really yeah, I don't, I don't anticipate people critiquing me. Yeah, audio, Colton's audio is pretty good. He, he's got the AirPods. Yeah. The recording pretty good. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I just recorded straight from this laptop mic, so obviously it wasn't that good. But uh, I'll look into that. I just I was I was up late one night and I was uh, watching a YouTube video and I saw like a oh <laughs> an ad from from one of those uh, like fake stuff websites and I texted you because they were like professional level microphone thirty dollars <laughs> worth two hundred ninety dollars and I was like bro we need to cop this right now and you're like there's no way that's real <laughs> I I don't I don't know how much how much weight I give those kind of websites. Yes. Uh, me neither. Who knows? Maybe it was real. Maybe do a little yeah. research. I feel like they're probably good for like earphones and stuff because you can't really like, fake Bose earphones or like you can't fake AirPods or, yeah, or Raycon. You, you can fake AirPods. Well, yeah, you I, can fake AirPods. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's that I, one. I, when but. you look at them, usually they'll look like the real thing, but they won't like say Bose on them. Uh, they won't say Apple. And then you'll get them, and they'll just be, like, plastic, Apple plastic bows. <laughs> Don't really work too well. I've never actually bought anything off that website, I got to say. But I know people that have, and you get some interesting things off of there, to say the least. My one, my one friend um, from my school, never, he, he, I've never bought anything off there either. But he told me that one, one of his friends bought something off there, and it turned out right. And so it's, that's three-person back. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much weight I put on that, but who knows? I mean, I don't know if it's 28 bucks. I mean, no harm in trying, I guess. I mean, we our profits at the moment would be minus 20, uh, and after a month, we're a free uh, subscription to uh, <laughs> to our our uh, podcast hosts um, website runs out, and we're kind of stuck. Um, I but pay the, I got you. I'd I'm be willing. rolling in the dough. From my no job and yeah, my uh, <laughs> my uh, cousin. I was talking to my cousin about this, uh, Timothy, that you know, and he, he told me he'd invest if our um, if we get more listeners and our like our listeners keep going up. So yeah, he got investors on the on the market already. <laughs> yeah, he told me he'd give me the six dollars a month, um, as long as he gets a cut of the profit in the future. So we can talk about that in our next business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the two minutes talk right before this, um, where we talk about the topics that we're going to go over. <laughs> that yeah, is our. We are very professional, I must admit. We must admit. Now, yeah, for the next show, I'd like to, like, for half of the time, I'd like to bring on someone that we can both interview. Um, I've, I've learned, like, four people that told me they'd be on the show at one point or another, and they've all kind of just dipped. Uh, so that's kind of a pain, but hopefully. Someone won't dip the next time. <laughs> uh, once, once they see this quality content we're putting out. Yeah. There. 
uh, my voice sounded so dumb. I sounded like a like a 12 year old that spends like 12 hours a day on the PFF website doing research. <laughs> You're actually a 15 year old that spends 12 hours on the PFF website doing research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, geez, get it right. Um, that being said, uh, maybe we should. Uh, yeah, I couldn't think of that many things, that to- many topics to talk about, so I was just hoping your conversation would flow. And I'll say this is a quite the flowing conversation. Oh, it is. I got a topic. Did you see Michael Thomas and Devontae Parker's arguments on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, my goodness. Is Michael Thomas the biggest crybaby in this league or what? Yeah, I would not be surprised if he won the COI next year. Crybaby oh, of the year. Goodness, man. He's just like... Like, obviously, the wide receiver is going to say it's hard to get covered by Stephon Gilmore. Like, obviously, he's going to say, oh, you, you've been in the league longer than me, and you're not as good as me, you bum. <laughs> his whole argument is like, well, I don't get targeted 300 times a game like you. And then I saw some of the some of the accounts I follow were putting, showing some some of the stats about what Michael Thomas was saying, talking about how he's he's first in receptions, obviously, as, as everyone knows, but he's like 70th in yards per reception. <laughs> yeah, he gets a lot of short catches. I'm not, like, dissing on uh, Mike Thomas. Obviously, he's pretty good. Um, but he also has Drew Brees throwing to him and Teddy Bridgewater, both viable quarterbacks. And yeah. Devontae Parker has Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, and, uh, and Josh Rosen. And Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. I, I was a, Josh Rosen was, like, one of my guys in that draft, too. He was one – like, every draft, I've got a few guys that I'm like, those are my favorites. And Josh Rosen was one of my guys coming into the draft, and he he bombed. Well, I mean, he hasn't bombed just yet. He's been in two pretty awful organizations so far. I do I mean, like the direction the Arizona is going, though. Yeah, are, yeah, I was say, yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say already. In Miami, I honestly, like, they've improved. They're probably 6-10 and 10 teams yeah. now if, he's gonna if Tua doesn't on, play. Yeah, he's going to sit on, like, and third in the, the depths chart behind Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. Yeah. I, I know they were look they looked to trade him in the draft this year, but I guess no one bought no one bit on him. I, I sure wouldn't bite on Josh Rosen. If I was the Patriots, I'd bite on Josh Rosen. I, like, what's the risk? I'll take, I'll take Stedham. Stedham? I don't Maybe. Like, I mean, like I was listening to I don't remember, I, I don't I want to say it was Daniel Jeremiah talking about Jared Stedham. I could be wrong. I'm going to have to bleep about, out that name because we don't give out free uh, shout-outs on here. Ooh. If you want to get shout-out to our uh, 15 viewers, you need to pay us. Well, if these 15 viewers listen to the same podcast that I listen to, then they should know this. <laughs> well, he was talking about Jared Stidham after scouting. Like, he had scouted him last year, talking about how coming into the league, he, he won't be the most polished, but he will be in the upper echelon of arm talent. He should be probably def- probably definitely top ten, probably top five in just pure arm strength in the league coming in. So I mean that is that's a pretty nice skill to have. I'm not saying that that's the most important skill because it's definitely not, but I do have some some belief in Stidham. It's moderately. A, it's kind of a different direction uh, from Tom Brady, who. Could throw the ball pretty far, but he never was like top tier arm talent or like top tier yeah. athlete. But he's never um, been the most athletic guy. But he, Brady gets it done with his with his IQ more than yeah. anything else in his preparation. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's what the annoying part. You can have all the best athletes in the world, but Tom Brady will get it done just because he's uh, smarter and works. He's smarter. smarter and he, he works hard. He's smart and he just he gets the job done. He watches all the film in the world. He yeah, keeps his body right like no one else, short of maybe LeBron James. Maybe <laughs> with all the cigars for LeBron. Yeah. He's, 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 he's he gets the cigars and he gets the tacos, but I got in the I saw a thing he put us in like two to three million dollars a year just on his body, keeping yeah. himself in shape. I'm, I'm sure LeBron um does more than I'm sure he eats healthy more times than he eats tacos. Yeah, yeah. he's NBA players definitely have to keep in better shape than an NFL quarterback. Yeah, that's but Brady. Brady has IQ like nothing I've ever seen. I must admit. It's, it's so annoying sometimes, but, you know, we got to live with it. And We Steelers fans know more than anyone else. Except Probably maybe Colts back Bills. in the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. It's thinking yeah. Jesse James catch. Oh. It was a catch. I, that, it was a catch. <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone knows that was a catch. Yeah, I agree. It was a catch. <laughs> we probably want – we would have been first seed in the AFC that year. And we would have. We would have played, like, the, the Tennessee Titans instead of the Jaguars with that suffocating defense, and uh, we definitely would have went the distance that year. Man, that was – I saw another thing, like, last year, or not two years ago now, the first time we missed the, the playoffs when we were, what were we, eight and seven and one, I believe, or nine and six – it was nine and six and one, that was it. We were nine and six and one that season, and we missed the playoffs. So I saw, like – I don't know if you remember the – some of, like, the bogus pass interference call on Joe Hayden versus the Saints oh. that blew us the game. Yeah. Like, the couple of touchdowns that the refs cost us versus the Chargers. And then we had a, we had beat the Patriots that season. And, and then I saw these things coming that if they don't call that bogus pass interference call with, like, 15 seconds left versus the Saints, we go on and we win that game, and then we we enter the playoffs as like the fifth seed or something like that. We would have we're coming in with all the like all the momentum, all the just team, beating yeah. New England, just beating New England yeah. and the Saints, who were at the time like maybe the top two teams in the league. That year haunts me. I was I was waiting all year for that matchup versus the Patriots, and we finally beat the Patriots. It was so exhilarating, and it, it was all for naught because uh, for a couple of bogus uh, penalties and a couple of missed kicks by Boswell and by a couple oh, of Boswell cost us so many games that season. At least he's back to back to good form now. Yeah, this season was a it was a comeback season for Boswell. I must admit, I must admit, last season he cost us like four games, something crazy like that. I think the stat was whether it be just like kicks missed in total or like last minute field goals that he missed or yeah it was never, he, he can even take a PAT with like okay now Boswell is going to make this PAT and we're going to go on to win this game I was no. sitting there <laughs> on the edge of my seat every time Boswell had to kick a freaking kickoff or anything yeah he did, he nailed a 50 yarder though in that, that Patriots game then he missed like a 27 yarder right before it <laughs> so it doesn't really it's not that big of it a deal it was Boswell kind of good this season. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. I think he missed. I think he missed two field goals, and they were both like forty, uh, five plus yards. One of them, yeah, one of them was like 
it was like 55 in like the wind. And I was like, yeah. why are you making him kick this? It was so close though. It was. It actually was a close kick. The, wall, the one of them missed. I get the one was super long because it was like there's like five seconds left in the half, so I just kick it. The other one, I was like, what? Why? I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah. I guess with Jordan Barry, you so. can never really trust him to to give you a put you in a good position. And I think Jordan uh, Barry's gone after this season. Oh. Everyone said that Jordan. Everyone's saying that Jordan's Barry will be gone for like the past three years, and somehow he still sticks around. I think they. I think Corliss is the guy this year. You think? I. I is this is this first name like Waitman? Was that it? I can't really remember. Waitman Corliss. I know his last name is Corliss. I want to say it's Waitman Corliss if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. But I think he's the guy. We stick with Boswell and long snapper who really cares but it'll be Canada again probably <laughs> yeah. we drafted a long snapper speaking of which in the fourth round of the fifth round like a year ago two years ago yeah. or something like never forget the stupidity <laughs> and he didn't make the roster either yeah um we wasted a draft like a fifth round draft pick on a long snapper and he didn't make the roster yeah they have like always bring Canada back on a one-year deal and he just sticks around I think a long snapper job is harder than than like the everyone thinks it is. I think it's a it's harder hard. than you think, I'm sure. But like, if you mess up as a long snapper, the blame usually goes to the kicker. Yeah, or the holder for that matter. Yeah, or but, the holder. That is true. Um, I'm almost certain that a long snapper has to like rotate the ball a certain amount of times by the time it gets back there, so that the um the stripes on the ball um are facing away from the kicker. I know they're not supposed to be there. Uh, I don't know everything I think, about kicker. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's what they do. I always figured that was more of a long snapper's job to just catch the ball and make sure the waists are facing the right way, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not uh, a when a field goal is missed, it's usually like, oh, the kicker sucks. And then like two days later, you'll look back at it and be like, oh, actually, it was the long snapper's fault. But then no one actually like it's like, man, the long – or they'll say the, it was, like, the holder's fault because they were facing the wrong way. And that, so, like, maybe, like, five people are like, okay, that's a sucky long snapper. But everyone's <laughs> still like, oh, that kicker is stupid. And then yeah. maybe if it's, like, somehow the long snapper's fault, like, two people somewhere in the world would be like, oh, man, it was the long snapper's fault. And those two people are probably, like, high school long snappers that figure that out. But literally no one cares. If a kick is missed, it's the kicker's fault 90% of the time. Yeah, um, it's, it's this is kind of a long time in the past, but obviously out of the blue, um, James Harrison kind of like started talking about the Steelers, and uh, who knows what's up with um, the whole envelope situation. I'm not really sure if that's real or not. Oh my goodness! Or, I don't really care at this point. It's not that big of a deal. I I think with that, it's like, is this a target? Target gate or whatever they would call Sean Payton's thing, 2.0. I was like, <laughs> I think Bounty if it gate. happened, it was more of a thing of like, because at the time James Harrison was the poster boy for illegal hits. He was just him and Kiko Alonso. Him and Kiko Alonso. They weren't like dirty players, I wouldn't say, but I think because those were like the seasons where the hit rules were were changing a lot from what they used to be so they kind of trans they were like just these hard-hitting guys and then they changed the rules and they didn't change they didn't adapt to the new <laughs> rules 
Yeah. But, um, I think it was more for me if it happened, it was like, I know he's going to get fined, so let me help him out. Like, let me give him a couple dollars. I don't think it was like, I paid him to knock this guy out of the game. Like, But also, I don't know how much I can credit it, because Harrison, I love James Harrison, but like, he's not, he does not love the Steelers too much (laughs) nowadays. After the whole mess where he was like, trying his hardest to get traded or released or whatever from Pittsburgh when he wasn't getting his playing time. He's been bad-mouthing the organization ever since he left. Yeah, but... I love Harrison, it's but... Weird. Like, it's never seemed like he really liked the Steelers that much because he left for Cincinnati there for that one year, and he was I don't think he was that good there. And then, obviously, he left for the Patriots uh, at the end of that season. Well, yeah, he didn't really leave for the Patriots, but he left the Steelers and ended up going to the Patriots. Uh, he didn't have that much success there as far as I know. Um... But his playing time was, like, so reduced. I don't, he had never saw him on the field because his cover skills were so bad. Um, and that was the year that we drafted TJ, and TJ was getting all the playing time, and Bud Dupree was in there. And I think when they got tired, they always subbed in Chicolo, so he was kind of <laughs> odd man out because he couldn't cover, and his pass rush abilities were diminishing. But. I mean, at the t- obviously, TJ Watt, I would much rather have TJ Watt getting playing time. At the time, honestly, I was vying for Harrison to get playing time, obviously over Chicolo, but I, to an extent over Bud Dupree at the time. Because until Bud really last season, Bud Dupree was not good. Yeah, he was really looking more like a bust, but this year he turned up, he had a lot of pressures. I wish he could convert more of those into sacks. But oh my goodness, he had double-digit sacks this season. I, I thought it was nine and a half. Close well, to that. I thought it was more than that, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he. I, I, I thought it was ten and a half, but I could. Oh, uh, maybe. I, it's, it's close. Either way, he was a lot more productive than he's been in, in the last, you know, the rest of his career. Um, I tell you, for me, I think he was a a bit of a Pro Bowl snub. Yeah, in maybe. My opinion, looking at the stats between him and and Matthew Judon, the other outside linebacker that made it opposite T.J. Watt. Now, nah, you could say Matthew Judon's on a better team. I don't know how much that really matters in the NFL for me. But the stats, I I made a Twitter post about it like when it happened. I don't remember exactly what they were. But Bud Dupree led Matthew Judon on literally every stat that I showed. It was like, it was like tackles, forced fumbles, tackles for loss, Pro Football Focus grade, passes defended, pressures, like everything he he led. But obviously, stats aren't the only thing that goes into it. But yeah, I don't really know. But, yeah, I really thought Dupree really stepped it up. And I think he was another focal point on why the de- uh, defense got so much better, other than the fact that, of course, we got Minka. And oh, uh, I think Terrell Edmonds got a little bit better. I don't know, not much, if at all. I think he <laughs> yeah, kind of was a little bit complacent. Terrell Edmonds, to me, I mean, he can get better. But as of now, he just is what he is. He just he, yeah, he goes I, down in the trenches and he hits. He's not an amazing cover man, but he can... He can get her done sometimes. He, I hope he doesn't take the same amount as Artie Burns, where he's like pretty good his rookie year, and then he just gets worse every year until he's just. That was awful. another one of my guys. That was a point where like I didn't keep up with the draft. That was my first season watching. But like when he came in and he was doing okay his first season, I was like, Artie Burns is gonna be one of the guys I liked. I had like five or six players, and I was like, those are my guys. Antonio Brown <laughs> was always my guy. He's my favorite player every season. 
but I loved him. I loved Eli Rogers. I I obviously loved, like I said, Artie Burns. Shazier was my man. Shazier, I loved Shazier. And then when he ended up being a pro bowler that next season, I was about to go out and buy some Shazier merch. Shea Leave. Yeah. That was my, some of my dudes right there. I have a, I have a, one of the Shea Leave shirts with a 50 and the circle around it. But mm-hmm. I lost. might have to cop uh, this summer or sometime. I might want to cop a Shea Leave and 412 shirt. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to get a a new Shea Leave shirt because I I accidentally washed it um and it got you know how like sometimes those black shirts that kind of get like pink on the shoulders and stuff it's yeah it's knowing my my shirt I got can't really wear my shirt much out but I kind of I wear it in gym class and stuff it's a good exercise shirt you know rubbing yeah, my man I might have to cop a Shea Leave collab with the four one two my aunt got it for me for Christmas that year because I, w- I really wanted it and I think she might have got me like um like a little bit of an off-brand one which I can't diss on it it was a nice shirt very comfortable I'm not uh-huh. sure if it's like a like a um Ryan Shazier sponsored shirt so that might be why it got a little bit messed up who knows um, who knows yeah I, um, probably not I, I don't even know that was, that was kind of a long time ago now to think about I'd I definitely rock Ryan Chesier gear. He was one of my guys. I didn't realize I don't like they had a race at the time of like everyone on the team and Ryan Chesier won over really like, an Antonio Brown. I thought that like Darius Hayward Bay would have won or something, but no, yeah, Ryan Chesier took the took the win. I yeah, surprised. Do you see the the video of Isaiah Simmons racing Travis Etienne? Um, I don't know how old that video is, but it's a running back versus a linebacker, and it was really, really close. I'm not sure who won. Oh, man. Isaiah Simmons is another guy. He was one of my – those a little off topic. But he was one of my guys in this draft. Isaiah Simmons was just – I don't know how much I love the fit in Arizona. I would have really liked him in Carolina. But, I mean, he's a great player. I think it just comes down to, like, what position are you going to play him at? I think they're probably going to play him in the linebacker spot just because Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker kind of locked down the secondary. But I don't know. They could definitely play him as as a middle inside linebacker. But definitely. I just want to see him out there getting some run. He was one of my favorites. Yeah, he was he was actually really good. Um, I, there's definitely a couple of players that, like, outside of the Steelers. Like, those are my favorite players on the Steelers. I'm not going to say, like, like, there's some people that are like, I love all the players in the Steelers the same. Like, there's obviously people in the Steelers that are like, well, <laughs> I like that. Um, but there's, like, there's players on other teams that I like, and Isaiah Simmons was definitely someone um, from the ACC that when mm. the, the Pitt played him, uh, well, they didn't play him this year, but they played him last year, and he looked really good, um, obviously. So, I like, I know him a little bit, um, but he seems like someone I really like, as long as it didn't turn out to be a bust, but I don't see how that happens. Oh, yeah. Him and Jeff Okuda are two players from this draft that I really liked. There wasn't really that many people outside of the Steelers that I really cared about too much, except maybe DeAndre Swift because he was always he was always pretty Target. cool. Yeah. <laughs> every draft there are a couple guys, like four or five, six guys that are like I really like them for whatever reason. Off the top of my head, I don't remember all of them from this year. I know obviously, like I said, Isaiah Simmons was one. I really like Mackay Becton. Oh yeah, the Jets. He's someone that I just kind of fell in love with. Um, obviously, everybody likes Jerry Judy, 
Yeah, I was going to say that. That was someone that I liked, He's too. I like, but I, I like two as well. There are a couple. Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. He, he was a uh, linebacker. Okay. <laughs> he was someone that I liked. Just someone like, I don't know, I just saw a lot of, like, reports about him of, like, the impressions he was making on teams about how he has, like, a disabled sibling and helping with them and, like, how much he was, like, going in-depth with that and, like, impressing teams with it. And, like, that boosted his draft stock a lot. <laughs> it's like, I don't yeah. know, those are, they're just a few guys that are, like, every year those are my guys. And then, obviously, afterwards you like certain guys that you didn't like before. Like, last year I did not like Daniel Jones coming out of the draft, but he is, like, one of my favorite quarterbacks currently. I love Daniel Jones. I don't think my top – Teddy Bridgewater might be taking my number one favorite quarterback spot. I absolutely you, love Even more than Ben, or do you mean, like, outside of the Steelers' favorite Honestly, I, I tend to be more um, – a little unbiased. I made a list at one point. I probably still have it somewhere of my top ten favorites of each position. I think I might have to – I think at this point I might like Teddy Bridgewater a little more than Big Ben. <laughs> I tend I think, to be unbiased. James Conner's not my favorite running back. <laughs> I must yeah, admit. Not. I like James Conner a lot, especially being a Pitt fan. Um, obviously, I saw him dominate at Pitt for a couple of years there. I wouldn't say um, – he's my, he's definitely my favorite running back the year that he went to the Pro Bowl, but this year I would not just because he was never on the field. I think uh, currently my favorite is probably Saquon Barkley. Really? I mm, I don't know right now. I have to think about it if I was gonna gonna make it. Juju is still my favorite receiver. I must admit. Yeah. Michael Thomas is cementing himself a lot lower than what he used to be in my books. <laughs> my favorite yeah. tight end, surprisingly enough, is Evan Ingram. Oh, from the Giants. Yeah. He is. I I don't know why the Giants are just a team that I really like. When you said Evan Ingram, I thought you meant Mike Evans. And I was like, that's a wide receiver, bro. I don't, that's not. <laughs> yeah, I like Evan Ingram. I do like the Giants. They're just one of my teams. I like Jabril Peppers. I really like on their team. He was the guy, as much as I don't like to admit it, the year we drafted TJ Watt, he, like, I just really wanted Jabril Peppers instead. <laughs> like, when Cleveland drafted him, I was like, man, we can't get him. And then I saw all the mock drafts for, like, TJ Watt to the Steelers. So I was like, uh, I guess T.J. Watt could bring him in. I, uh, he, I think he'll be just. I think he's only here because of the name. <laughs> but yeah. Lord, he's not here because of the name. Yeah, he, he might even he might turn out to be better if he can. I think he was he was third in defensive player of the year voting, I believe. Yeah. I think uh, Chandler Jones got like two more votes than him. Yeah, Chandler Jones was uh was statistically. Like better than T.J. Watt, and I'm not even gonna like disagree with that fact. I've seen his stats; he definitely was better. I do not think Stephon Gilmore deserved to be defensive player of the no, year, even though he had I all those. Points. Oh, you I, liked it. I saw as soon as they, it happened, the number one, like one of the top trending things on Twitter was like NFL trending. Stephon Gilmore wins defensive player of the year, but many fans are wondering why it was not T.J. Watt. Uh, I think I T.J. Like, Watt was. I know. Um, the Arthur Motes podcast, which we'll talk to a little bit for fun. Um, he he was like, um, he was like, you know, like I can see why you'd want a linebacker instead of Stephon Gilmore, but like if you wanted one, there were statistically better ones. And Deeks was like, well, I don't think <laughs> you meant more to the team. <laughs> it was like, I, I love Arthur Motes, and I 
I like Deke. I listen to their bits and pieces of their shit. I don't listen to the whole thing usually, but it's always on my Instagram explore page and whatnot. And my Deke is always on my TikTok now. <laughs> but like sometimes Deke, he's a cool guy, but like he has, he seems to have some bias. Yeah, some maybe so bias. Like <laughs> I, I do think. I think Gilmore deserved the Defensive Player of the Year. I think he was just absolutely locking down, and I think the Patriots were probably the best defense in the league last year, at least for most of it. The first half, they were 100%. You know, there were teams up there in the second half with them, but I think the best player on the best defense, and when he's that good, I see how you can put him there. I see if you wanted to put TJ Watt or if you wanted to put Chandler Jones there, Um, but I... I wouldn't. I, I don't think they were going to put a a player that didn't make it on a team that didn't make it to the playoffs as defensive player of the year. No matter how good TJ Watt or Chandler Jones or any other players did, yeah. I really think that many people would vote for them just because the team's success wasn't that good. Yeah, most of my picks were okay for last year. I got to say, I was so angry when Kyler Murray won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Really? Uh, I, really like, I really like Kyler Murray. Like, I think... He's a sleeper. He'll be a great quarterback. But Josh Jacobs, oh my uh, goodness. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs was like possibly like a top five running back in the league last season. Like he was yeah. up there stat wise. He was snubbed from the Pro Bowl, and then he gets snubbed for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I just mm, not grinding my gears. <laughs> yeah, he was another one of my people that kind of carried my fantasy team whenever <laughs> my second pick Juju Smith-Schuster I really I really went high on Juju this year I picked him high I did not want to risk him I really thought he was gonna have a great year I tried to um, trade for him a few times he shot you did? down I did yes I mm, I probably should have taken you up on those but I'm <laughs> 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 looking back Juju yeah Juju didn't do bad this year considering uh all the things he kind of went through with uh, backup quarterbacks and injury either way um <laughs> The year, there was a couple weeks there when a lot of my starters ended up being injured and stuff, so I kind of had to depend on the core guys there with Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs. Those were two people that really carried My core guys were not good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I drafted A.J. Green, and, like, it was, like, projected to play week five. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll draft him. And then he's projected to play week eight, and then projected to play week ten, and then week 14, and then he never played. Uh, yeah. I ended up cutting him until, like, week 15, and I got, like, Chris Thompson or something like that. But it was it didn't work out. My, my like, Barkley was injured as well. Mixon did not do as well as he was projected. Mayfield did not do well. Woods did not do well. There was someone else that I'm not remembering, because I remember I had, it was, like, the biggest fantasy busts according to, like, the gap between their projected points in their actual points and I had four of them <laughs> those were three of them I don't remember who the last one was but it's, it's really rough good. because like Saquon Barkley played had the same amount of like average points like he still had the same he was still like just as good whenever he played he just like had a couple injuries here and there so mm-hmm. it's not like he's gonna suck next year <laughs> my quarterback situation was so bad Baker Mayfield bombed and then I got Tannehill and I mean like he wasn't bad I ended up picking up Daniel Jones towards the yeah, end of the year, and he he ended up being pretty solid for me. Yeah, he he was he's pretty high point wise. Um, yeah, 
yeah, him, Josh Jacobs, and Austin Eckler were two people that really. I drafted Austin Eckler in maybe like the, the eighth round or something, and he ended up being. I think I think he was like the third best player in fantasy. Uh, yeah, I drafted Austin Eckler in the first round this season. Honestly, yeah, there's no he's not going first round. He's on the play. What pick I had? I think he. Um, I know we talked about this on we Snapchatted a little bit about it, and he was like, like kind of he's a monster out of the backfield, and um, we know Russell not Russell Wilson. Um, Tyra Taylor, he ten, he targeted Shady a little bit there. Like, we talked about that, his, his tendency. So I looked at Shady stats. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, who knows? I think I don't think his numbers will go down much in the, the passing game. I think their their offensive line probably got better with that trade. Yeah, oh, yeah. Their offensive line, I think, was it? I don't remember what offense. They traded for an offensive line, and I can't recall who it was. Was it but their Russell offensive line is, Yeah, I believe so. I can't remember if they traded for him or if it was someone else, but I believe it was Russell Okun. And they, I don't know, I think their offensive line is better. <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> it's not great. It has not been great in a long time, but like. They lost Mike Pouncey. That's that's going to be a yeah. big deal there, but uh, who knows, really. Yeah, I, I like that team. I, I think they can definitely vie for a playoff spot, as I've said before. I think Taylor is just, they sleep on Tyrod Taylor. Like, I think he could have vied for a starting job last season, and I think he will get the starting job this year. He should get it this year. Because really, every year, I don't want to see a rookie quarterback play. (laughs) I think it's always going to be better for a rookie quarterback to take a seat behind an established veteran, which is what he's going to be doing. Which is why I hope Tua doesn't play and just takes the season behind Fitzpatrick. I would have liked, obviously, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I would have liked for Joe Burrow to take a seat behind Andy Dalton. I like that Jordan Love is going to have to take a seat for a few years. So all those guys, I like that. But um, I hope Tyrod Taylor finishes out this season at least. I really liked him in in Buffalo. He was one. That was back when Buffalo was my second favorite team. One of my. I always kept up with them. I loved Tyrod and Shady McCoy, Sammy Watkins. And the two-corner duo, at the time, we weren't very good, but I really liked of Stephon Gilmore and Ronald Darby, the two <laughs> corners that I really liked at the time. So that was one of the, that was a team that I really liked back then, mainly yeah. because of Tyrod. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Tua will probably end up, they'll probably put him in, like, maybe week out, maybe, uh, maybe week eight or later, um, not that I think he should. I think, yeah, I'm with you. I think he should probably take the year and just learn behind, like, a very established veteran and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, he has a wealth of football knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. Who really knows, though, when it comes to... Uh, obviously, I think, yeah, Tyra Taylor's probably going to start the whole year buying injury. And, uh, yeah, I don't think... I'm not as sold on Joe Burrow as everyone is. I think he'll probably be solid, but... Everyone's making him out to be like the next Tom Brady, and I don't think I just don't see um, it happening. I kind of lead towards towards your point of view. I think he'll, he'll this season he will not put up great numbers. I'm telling you that now. The Bengals team is not talented enough. There are not enough weapons around him to like get out there and be some really good team. I think the division is very tough. I think defensively it's one of the best divisions in football. I think we have the best front seven, in my opinion, in football with a defensive line, linebackers with obviously two 
all NFL first teamers. So in the front seven, and then you have Stephon Tuitt coming back. You have Bud Dupree, Devin Bush. I think we have a very, very good front seven, to say the least. And then Baltimore also has a very good front seven now with Matt Judon, Calais Campbell. Yeah, Cleveland, who's just very talented all over the ball. Whether they can make it work or not, I don't really know. But they obviously have Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon. So their team is always talented, to say the least. But I think it's a very tough division to play in. I, I don't think their schedule is, like, super difficult, but it's not super easy. The Bengals, I, I didn't get a chance to really, like, get, take a look at it. They Hopefully, at least, they would have some easy games in the beginning. Kind of get Burrow off his feet a little bit. boost his confidence a little bit before you have to go in and and really take out the tougher teams in the league. But I um, saw... Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I saw like a ranking list from it. Might, it wasn't the NFL uh, website had a better defense. It was like best defenses in the league ranking, and one of them had Ravens number one. And I'm like, I think the Ravens defense is pretty good, and I think they have some some very underrated players. I would not say they're number one. Um, yeah, there was one that had none of them had Steelers at one. One of them had Steelers at two, and one of them had Steelers at three. But the one and the one that had the Ravens as number one had the Steelers at like number seven. So the person that was making that list definitely was a Ravens fan. <laughs> I saw that list actually. It well, was. I, I did not I like think, that list. But. I'm not going to come into it and say like we're going to be the best defense in the league this year because I don't know. Like, uh, the level we played on turnover wise last year was very very high <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So whether that's sustainable or not, I'm not exactly sure. I don't think we'll get to that number that we did last season. But, you know, obviously, you never know. I think we'll definitely be one of the 100% top 10, maybe top 5. I'm hoping that we can just continue playing at the level that we were playing last season. If we do that, I think we could easily be top 2, top 1 defense in this league. Baltimore is good. Their personnel is very good. I'd, I'd have them at top, probably top 5. I don't know. I wouldn't give them the nod as number 1. They've got, obviously, Calais Campbell now with Matthew Judon, Marcus Peters, Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphrey. But I just can't give him that nod. Drafted Patrick Queen, which I really liked Baltimore's draft as well. But I don't know if I can give him that number one nod. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd put them at number one. They probably have the best secondary in the league uh, with Earl Thomas and Marlon Humphrey. And no, i got to uh, give the best secondary to the league in the yeah. Chargers. Oh, uh, oh, man. They now have Casey Hayward, Chris Harris Jr., Derwin James, Flowers. They've got, like, everyone. Yeah, they made some stacked. Yeah, they made some nice free agent signings this year, so I definitely think um, I definitely think their defense is probably going to take a step up this year. But um, just taking back a step back to uh, the Steelers' defense, I'm not, I don't think um, – TJ Watt, there's no way TJ Watt's getting worse. Um, yeah. There's no way, like, he's definitely working hard and getting better. Uh, Bud Dupree, hopefully he can keep the same level of good, um, same level of production as he did the year before. Um, he's playing for a contract this year. Not like he wasn't before, but he's playing for, like, a long-term deal, and I think he really wants to stay in Pittsburgh. Uh mm-hmm. 
I know Minka Fitzpatrick said he wanted to be moved around a little bit more, and uh, I've heard like from a from a, maybe YouTube video or something that a lot of the quarterbacks ended up just stop throwing the ball in his direction. So maybe moving him around will keep his interception production up the whole year long instead of just like five weeks where he has like 20 interceptions. <laughs> um, now uh, the only player that I'm a little bit worried for might be Joe Hayden. He's definitely getting older. I don't think he can regress too far. Um, mm-hmm. But he was pretty locked down this year. I think Steven Nelson will probably get better again, too. Steven Nelson really didn't mess up at all, though, so maybe he'll just oh, stay yeah. the same. <laughs> he got so much better in our system than what he was in Kansas City. Because from what I've heard, I didn't watch too many Kansas City, like, defensive. Like, I watched their games, but I wasn't really, like, paying too close of attention to the corners and watching Steve Nelson at the time. But from what I had heard from, like, Kansas City media, he was kind of the Artie Burns of Kansas City at the time. He um, kind of got burnt a little bit, and then I don't know how much of that was legit, but then it, and this system just really worked out for him, man. He's, he just stopped getting targeted overall very frequently. He was just in such good position seemingly all season. Yeah, um, I watched that old NFL game. It's not old. The Monday Night Football game where the Rams played the Chiefs, and Todd Gurley just – not Todd Gurley. Um, the Rams, they just tore it up on him – on Steven Nelson, and on Orlando Skandrick, which Orlando Skandrick's pretty old now. but That was one of the best games, like, yeah, in a it was, long time. It was so exciting to watch. It was it was definitely a game I had to go back and watch again just to, to fully go see what's going on. But I didn't even recognize that was Steven Nelson. But, yeah, him and Orlando Skandrick got <laughs> sauced on so hard. <laughs> I kind of – it's crazy. Like, I think um, – like, he's not a flawless player. I think they really, mm-hmm. the Rams really exploited his weaknesses in his game. But, like, there's no way in that they're, like, almost two different players. They're so much, he's so much better now. Yeah, that is true. He learned so much under Joe Hayden, it seems like. Too bad, too bad Artie Burns wouldn't have been there with uh, with Joe Hayden. I think, I think Artie Burns could have been so much better if he had someone better than Ross Cockrell to learn from. <laughs> it was Ross Cockrell and Cody Sensabaugh and... I don't think he ever played with William Gay, did he? He might have. Maybe one year, but... Like Cortez Allen he played with, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too. uh, That secondary was so sketchy. (laughs) Everything was sketchy about that defense back then. Mike Mitchell. (laughs) Mike Mitchell, every once in a while, he would just lay down the absolute boom on some point. Yeah. But, like, that was all he did. Like, he didn't do too much in coverage. He would just lay someone out every once in a while. Whether or not it was legal is is to be questioned. But Mike Mitchell, man, lurk gang, he just laid him. He just laid people out. That's about all he did. I remember when the Steelers cut him, he, like, had, like, a tw- – maybe it was a Twitter rant or an Instagram rant or something. He was, like, he was like, I was playing on a broken foot the whole time. Like, once I get healthy, you guys will – you guys will see from you won't see from me again. And um, I know he got signed by the Indianapolis Colts, and he had a good week. He had like he had like two forced fumbles yeah. or something. And he was, uh, yeah, he did was, pretty well there. He, yeah, he went, think, is he on a team currently? I don't no, think he, he is. He was he was cut like two weeks after that. Okay, yeah, I, was, I saw him on like Twitter or something the other day. Yeah, poor guy. He um, yeah, he he won the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, and then kind of just dipped. Yeah, go Mike Mitchell. He was a he, he was interesting. That secondary was not good. But yeah. we still had Cam, who at the time was still a pro boy, I believe. 
to it was solid. And that was about it. Harrison was kind of old. Shazier yeah. for like two seasons was really good. Shazier, boy. It's still to be, you know, it's we tough to see if, um, Ryan, if like any linebacker on the Steelers team right now is going to be as good as Ryan's, Ryan Shazier was, I think. I, mean, I think. I think TJ Watt is better than Shazier was. You think? You count I, him. They're, they're kind of two different players. Yeah, I'm not sure. What, yeah, like what, I get like it's hard to compare is. them because like one's a outside linebacker, edge rusher, and one's a middle linebacker, coverage, kind of plug the hole kind of guy. But I think Bush has the potential. Yeah, I was I'm first, I was trying to say like if with Devin Bush was going to be ever as good as Ryan Shazier, uh, but for some reason. When I'm making the show, I can never think of people's names, and I cannot think of Devin Bush's name in the moment. So I was just like, any uh, defensive player on the Steelers. <laughs> but I, it annoyed me. I went back and I when I watched last episode, just like some of the things I said just sounded so like I said that Cam Akers was a Buffalo Bill. Like he's not a <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Zach Moss is a Buffalo Bill. Cam Akers is a Ram. And there are just a couple things I said. They're just like, I know. I screwed that up. Oh, Real mistake that I noticed was that you said Quentin Dunbar was still on the. You're like that's a that's a bigger hit to the Redskins, uh, <laughs> or or you might say that's a bigger hit. To, so yeah, you said that's a bigger hit to the Redskins, but he got traded to the Seahawks like like a month earlier or something. So that's not that big of a deal. Like he used to play for the Redskins. Yeah, um, I, I beat me. <laughs> I might I might be saying something completely wrong right now. Either way, uh, I think this show is a little bit more smooth. Last show we were kind of interrupting each other a lot and. I think oh, we had a little bit less uh, structure to this one. I think it was a little. It'll probably be though. It'll probably be more fun to listen to. Uh, yeah, definitely. It should be at least. <laughs> Hopefully, our show gets better over time. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll just down. I'll watch it like 15 times on 15 different accounts, and then we'll. Yeah. My I, my mom uh, <laughs> went on Spotify and played it on like the lowest volume. Uh, just for a little bit. Strong <laughs> boy. So I don't know if that really counts as a <laughs> as one of our 15 listeners, but I we get the revenue. We're not we don't get revenue yet. <laughs> I think we we get revenue once we get 500 total views, and then we start making like one sixth of a penny for every Spotify listen. Sweet. I don't. I haven't looked into Google uh, podcasts <laughs> or. I'll try and get this one on iTunes, but uh, I'm not really sure if I can do that since I don't have an Apple phone. I know you do. Maybe you can shoot me over that that info if you want to. I don't like it. I can try to get it on there if I can figure it out. Um, yeah, I can send you the link to the to the feed if you if you're uh, if you're right there. But it sounds like a plan. Yeah, so so you guys can listen to this show on Spotify, uh, Google Play. And probably iHeartRadio. I haven't checked if it's on there yet, but probably. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully. Maybe Apple. Hopefully and maybe Apple. Apple. So, but everyone has Spotify. Pretty much everyone has Spotify. Uh, Spotify. I mean, I've never listened to a podcast on Spotify, interestingly enough. I listen to a lot of podcasts on Apple, but I've never listened to one on Spotify. Besides yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've listened to... I listen to the podcasts on Spotify, and I only listen to the Rich Eisen show on Google Play because 
I can never find it on Spotify, so I just go on Google and say. Uh, <laughs> I play. listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Colin Coward pretty. I heard with Colin Coward pretty recent, pretty uh, frequently. I listen to Locked On Steelers, Locked On Bulls. I listen to like four different Bulls podcasts I have, and I'm like I'm, I don't listen to too many non-sports ones. I have a few on there, like but I don't really listen to them that much. I've got, like, what used to be the Sims and Lefko show, and now it's just the Lefko show. Uh, I have, I think I have the Pat McAfee podcast. I don't listen to it that often. Pat McAfee, I love Pat McAfee, but I just, I don't listen to his podcast that much, I must admit. And, like, the, the Dave Damashek football program, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to the Pat McAfee show yet today. I know. They posted an episode today. So that's kind of that was kind of the plan for our show is that we we post on the opposite days to some of the bigger ones, but then I found out that a lot of shows post every day, so um, we're kind of screwed there. But would post every day, and that's the really the one the one I pay attention to the most. Uh, that I, I definitely need to start listening to that more. I think that would increase my football IQ. <laughs> I, like I showed up. He's, a, he's an interesting guy. He definitely is. Uh, some of his uh his uh. The things he compares every people to. Yeah, <laughs> some of his analogies are analogies. a little bit strange. Like at one point, I like I'll fall asleep to him a lot. So at one point, I woke up and it was just like, it was like Dak Prescott is Target and Carson says <laughs> Walmart. Do you want Target or do you want Walmart? It's like, do you want to eat food while you shop, or do you want to be able to go to the garden section while you shop? And it's like, what are you talking about, Colin Cowards? One of them is a full plate of steak, and the other one's a half plate of spaghetti. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You, you got to like listen to it to have any clue what he's going on about sometimes. But I see, yeah, I see some um, some clips on my Instagram explore page every once in a while from the show. Uh, they're definitely they're definitely interesting. I've never actually listened to this whole show though. I'll look into yeah, that. I listen to them pretty frequently. They're good. I saw one segment that he did of like quarterbacks, what teams they should go to, like based on like personality in like the city and hmm. big ben was big ben and gardner Minshew were the only quarterbacks that got paired with their actual teams yeah i think big ben fits interesting fits enough it's a, it's a, he was like a meat and potatoes blue collar <laughs> and like provides moderate amount of drama moderate yes yeah that's fair i haven't really heard other than like the aldav stuff that happened but recently like, he's been good oh, yeah, early uh, in his career with some of the some of the allegations, whether or not those are true, I will not commentate on because I have no clue. Yeah, this like motorcycle incident, um, he crashed his motorcycle, and then obviously all the AB drama, calling out teammates every once in a while. Like I, I don't bullet. Like I'm not mad at him for going on like his talk show and being like, yeah, we need James Washington to step up. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't anchor me. It's not like he's saying James Washington sucks like everyone thinks he is. It's like it's it's true. They had two receivers that were doing anything, and they needed James Washington to step up. And then this season he steps up. So. Oh, uh, yeah. By the way, if Ben Roethlisberger is listening to this, um, I'm sure you can find some way to get in contact. Oh yeah, I'll give you my email. Uh, email me at Joseph OCO1022 at gmail.com since I know you don't have social media. Uh, that would cost too much drama. <laughs> that was a joke. Please don't take it seriously. I really want to come on the show. Get my favorite player. I met Big Ben one time. I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but he was a cool dude. 
Yes, you got uh, the props to you, Big Ben. You've got very large hands. And you shook if, my hand. Um, unlike Joe Burrow, who has small hands, we know that. Joe Burrow got tiny hands. Joe Burrow, I got tiny hands. Joe Burrow and me could shake hands like your average guys. I I have pretty small hands. Uh, I mean, like I have a, I, to palm like a basketball or anything. I cannot very easily. I have once. I couldn't be a quarterback. <laughs> I tell you that right now. I can't I was, like hold the ball that like, I was, well enough. I was playing with a college football one time, and it was so big. Like I threw the ball and it went like 15 yards. It was so bad. Like norm- I can throw a. I have like a kid size football from when I was younger. I have it right here. Um, I can throw this maybe maybe 50 yards like on a good day with the wind helping me. I'd say this pretty far, uh, considering I'm not. I've never played it a down of organized football in my life <laughs> i've played multiple downs i uh i'd like to say i've got good hands i can play catch tight well i did you're like i i can catch relatively well but i like my ingram. throwing is not yeah look into it you're like evan ingram you're both uh you're both pretty speedy for a tight end i think probably not the Watch best the blockers tape. uh <laughs> oh, no <laughs> i was probably a foot taller than or shorter i'm sorry than half the defensive ends i would go against well, I, I, I did not give up very many sacks, though, because we did not pass the ball very much. <laughs> I always wanted to play football, but my parents valued my the, the health of my, my head. And uh, mm-hmm. I, obviously, we both grew up in the, the midst of the big concussion uh, mm-hmm. issue. And when the concussion movie came out, and CTE and all that stuff, and my mom did not, would not let me play football, no matter how bad I wanted to. <laughs> you can be a mauler, man. I would be a good defensive lineman. I, I I never really wanted to play on the line. Um, I always thought I like nowadays like I'm not as I, like I was stubby. <laughs> like in first grade, <laughs> I would have been off. I would have been awesome D tackle. I was like, I don't know how much I weighed. I made like I probably weighed 125 in first grade, and I was like not five feet yet. <laughs> I I played D end for a first for a few years, and then. I played middle linebacker for a few years. I must say, I was a pretty, I was, I was okay. I was iffy. I was a little small to be a defensive end, but I, I was a pretty solid coverage linebacker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, nowadays, my BMI is not that bad. I'm about six two, and I weigh about two two ten. I've yeah, been slim. Oh man. But. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to slim down for track because I want to be good at track. Uh, so I think I'd probably be a better running back. I, Derek Henry's pretty tall. He, I think he's two inches taller than me. Um, yeah, you're a sprinter, aren't you? I, I am a sprinter, yes. Yeah. I do run track, yeah. Um, I I, mean, I, <laughs> yeah I, I, my DMI is healthy at this point. It used to be really bad. Uh, In like seventh, sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade, I was like 5'1", like 158 pounds. Oh, and I'm currently currently five eight five nine and 125, so I I slimmed down a little bit. My BMI is a lot healthier than it used to be. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not obese anymore. I'm only overweight. <laughs> but I don't I don't know how I'm, I cannot lose any more weight. Like I've tried to. I'm not really trying to lose weight that bad. I still get in those miles every day. Um, yeah, not Jay. every day. I, I didn't run today. I might just, See, I, I want to get like get out and run, but obviously we live pretty far away from each other. 
so you don't know where <laughs> I live, but like my house is out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, my so house is exactly. I could like go run a couple miles, but my mom is so dead set that I should not do it because she looked on this app and it was like sex offenders in your area, <laughs> and there's like three that are in like ten mile radius of my house. Uh, and I was, and I was like, are you gonna be running miles? Like I cannot, I cannot. Like, I'm, I don't. It didn't say exactly how far away. It just said they were within ten miles. But uh, like, what, what, like, and they were all from like the seventies. <laughs> like all the actual offenses. So it's like, what, like, forty-five, fifty-year-old man is gonna come conduct <laughs> a sixteen-year-old like teenager that's running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, um, i'm gonna be out i can probably i would like to think i can outrun these like 50 year old men yeah i don't really know my yeah i have, there's this road um there's my house and there's like a road up a hill and i have to run up there where my mom can see me um because mm-hmm. yeah she's afraid that i like i, I live out in the no i like live out nowhere too so um like i have to go a pretty long distance before uh, like, I really see people, but you know, I don't know. I don't argue too much. <laughs> yeah, you, I got some, like, hills by my house that that were, like, gas well companies have, like, cleared out. So I'll run up those sometimes, but it's not yeah. fun. <laughs> up those hills, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I was trying to hill train because I know that, that helps you drive the knees and stuff. And that's what, mm-hmm. what track coach always says to do is drive the knees and get the arms and uh, keep your upper body relaxed and still, which that was always my problem. My my upper body kind of flubbed around a lot. <laughs> that's what that's what my coach said. So, um, I, like my my back was starting to hurt when I was running. I didn't know why. Um, I'm pretty sure it was because I had improper running shoes. I got proper running shoes and my back start stopped hurting. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say. <laughs> he but he t- he always told me it's because my form was was like not very good. And when I'd run, my upper body would be like. You can't see it if you're watching, if you're listening to it. Like Colton can see. I would like run like this. Um, now I try to keep my shoulders square. Um, but that's definitely a project for next year. <laughs> next year yeah. for track, I want to come in and be good. Because when I came into track this year, I was not. So. You know, the grind doesn't stop that. Grinding yeah. never stops. Everyone's yeah. everyone's uh, enduring coronavirus quarantine stuff. They're just sitting around. Chilling, you know, I'm out there running my miles. I'm on here. I'm here to inspire all you people that are listening to this, that are sitting on your butt doing absolutely nothing. Once that's, this that's podcast nice. is over, get outside, do some stretches, you know, run, run a mile, start it off, then run like a mile and a half, then run like two miles, you know, just run a half How mile you run per, day. per day. Um, well, it depends. I was running with my friend yesterday, and he's faster than I am. He wants cross country. Um, so I only ran three, we ran three and a half miles, but I run a much faster pace than I normally do. I try to, I go for five miles every day. Um, the weather has not been, well, the weather was nice today. The weather was nice for the past couple of days, but whenever it rains, I almost always just go three miles because, uh, that's rough and sometimes it's hotter and sometimes I don't hydrate correctly, but I always go for five miles every day, but it's almost, it's almost always four and a half miles because mm-hmm. I tired out and I've not been drinking enough water lately. Uh, water, I drink so much water. I don't like run five miles a day or anything like that. <laughs> but I drink so much water, bro. Like that over quarantine, I'm drinking about oh over four cases of water, water <laughs> bottles. It's kind of crazy. I don't have that many right now, but I will just 
load up the side of my bed with water bottles. <laughs> like I, my record is I like 41 or something like that. 41? It's like sitting next to my bed. It's like the running okay. family joke is like the amount of water bottles I have sitting next to my bed. And the poor environment. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. We, we, we recycle, but it's not. Uh, there we go. I still uh, definitely drink a lot more than I should be water bottles. So I have the classic Gator water bottle. I have this like, wa- this, like water bottle that's like silicone-y, and you can like roll it up. That's pretty cool for the go. <laughs> And then I have, like, I don't know what it's really called. It's like, a, have you ever seen those people when they hike, they have, like, the backpacks, and they, like, suck the water out of them? Yeah, yeah, my I dad has those. a couple of those. I wear those, um, I wear that when I run almost all the time, because I can't hold water anywhere. So I almost yeah. always wear that when I run. That's, that's a little bit, um, a little bit of resistance, I guess, but I, like, I can't, I, when I'm running that far, I can't, like, carry my Gator water bottle anywhere. Um, this has, like, a carabiner. Oh. But... It's gonna flop around in my pants. I have a few normal water bottles, but I don't really use them. I've got one from NYC. It doesn't really keep anything cold. Uh, I've got a big old like jug that I'll bring to when I go out and play like ultimate frisbee in the summers and stuff. I got a big old jug that I use only like that. If I'm in my house though, it's it's water bottles. Yeah, that's that's kind of almost a difference. That's almost like completely different for me. I almost always use. My Gatorade water bottle, I'm in the house. I have this big glass cup that's like a jug. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a big jug too, but I, it's like such a pain to have to wash the big jug because yeah. you can't just wash yours. So. No, that's the thing. You don't, you don't kind of wash water bottles. And then I like refrigerate. We have a water cooler because we have well water. So you can't – it's not like great to drink. <laughs> so yeah. – but like it's – the water cooler itself isn't bad. But, like, it runs out kind of quickly. And the uh, one on the refrigerator takes, like, ten years to fill up a cup of water. It's so bad. It's not even worth it. I'll just – I can just go grab a water bottle and be done. Yeah, back when my, my grandmother lived with uh, with me and my family, um, we always had a, like, we had a special spigot. We have city water, but obviously, like, just out of the tap isn't really – it's not the best water to drink. There's, like, tons of metal and stuff in there. It's better for, like, yeah. washing your hands, but – and now, yeah, now it, we, we like it'll fill up like a half of a of a cup, and then you have to wait for it to refill. You know, like the same probably with yours. Um, so I almost always end up having to drink out of the tap. It's not that big of a deal, but I kind of wish that would get that that would work better. We got we got our first world problems here. Um, yeah, the water taking a long time to fill up. One, <laughs> <laughs> people oh. out there with absolutely no water to drink at all and they're like man I, I just i just drink a bunch of water bottles because i don't like to wait 45 seconds to fill up my cup i know we were in the right we're right in the midst of like a really chill conversation i don't want to like um break this up but i know that was one thing i think that's something that america takes a lot for granted is the fact that we can drink clean water and that's not like we don't have to worry that we're gonna get poisoned um from drinking water and stuff. I don't know. That that's kind of puts a damper on. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, we did. We we. That is one thing that I should be a lot more thankful for is the safety of being able to go get food and water. So. Yeah. See, us at the Colton and Joe show, we are very aware. Yeah, of, we are socially aware. We are environmentally aware. If you yes, cut out the part about my water bottles, we are environment. 
Oh, Cut out the part that I said about how many water bottles I drink and only keep the part where I said we recycle. Yes, you recycle the water bottles. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're aware of the fact that we are thankful that we get clean water. We are, um, you know, we are, we're an NFL. We talk about the NFL. There are tons of NFL players that go out to Africa and try and help the water situation out there. I'm not sure if there's tons, but I know there's... So they can... They can invite us next time. Yeah, hit us up. If you come on an interview, you guys can definitely recruit us to come. Um, Africa with you. Yeah. I will <laughs> gladly, gladly do that. Yes. Um, oh, my. This show's kind of over now. An hour, 15 minutes in. Great time, for sure. This yeah. is definitely, this should be a fun, fun thing to listen to. Less structure. Um. If you want to be on the show, we're going to be recording our next show on, on Thursday, probably for Friday, if that's okay with Colton. I don't really care that much. Um, I have to edit this, probably, but hopefully I don't toxic quiet, so it wouldn't take that long for me to upload. But, so there's only one there's only one thing that's annoying about this. Since we record on Skype, it records video and audio, but almost every audio editing software that I know of, you can only upload MP3 files to it. So I have to, like, put it into a converter because uh, I don't I can never find out figure out how to strip the video off of it and make it an mp3 but there's a website that does it for free um, and it works good it just takes a long time to upload a an hour and 16 minute audio <laughs> clip to, to it strip it off and then I have to re-download it I know this is another first world problem it's just kind of annoying and it also uses like every inch like every drains the Wi-Fi for the whole entire house so I might try and Use a, my phone as a mobile hotspot or something. And hopefully it'll go wow, quicker. What a, what a man that really looks out for others. Yeah. I know, that, was, that was a little bit of a rant there, but I wish if Skype is listening to this, please add a feature that allows you to just download it as an MP3 instead of downloading it as an MP4 because that's just super annoying. <laughs> All right. I got a Skype CEO is definitely listening. They're a fan of the Colton and Joe ship. Yeah, and they're taking it into account. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot. What was, no, I know what I was going to say. So on on a, the Pat McAfee show, oh, this is a while back, they talked about a guy named Percaso, per P-E-R-C-A-U-S-A. I'm not sure how he spell it, but it's called Percaso instead of Picasso. And it's someone who paints drawings with only their male appendage. Oh. <laughs> like they, yeah. Interesting. It's it, it was really weird. They don't like. It's I don't even know how he does it, but apparently like you, you can pay him like a hundred dollars and he'll drop paint you anything you want, and he'll even send you a video of him doing it. <laughs> uh, but I don't want a video of him. I want a video of you of you drawing a picture with your dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must admit I'm with you. Like, like how does that like does it, can't you get like infections or something, right? <laughs> probably why he's doing it. He's probably doing it to pay off his medical uh, problems. I don't know. I, he's definitely gonna end up with prostate cancer someday. Well, props to that guy for putting his body on the line. Yeah, I, I'm. Um, uh, we have a we have futures. We have a we have a future set for the show. Someday, I think we we should invest in like um, making like a drawings. 
No, I was gonna say we should invest in a like making studios so we we uh, the sound quality is like even better. That's way away in the future, obviously. Um, like I don't want this to be my job. My I don't want to be a podcast maker for my rest <laughs> of my life. Like this is pretty fun, but it's definitely not uh like my life dream. Like there are some people that want to do this for their life, or like YouTubers that want to always want to make YouTube videos for their whole entire life. That's not the plan. Like I like talking yeah. sports and I like showing out. I'm with you. I like that stuff, but YouTube's like YouTube. But that'd be such a dope job to just like make videos all day <laughs> and just record your life. But like, I'm not. It, I'm not interested enough to do that. I know, and especially at the end of the day, like, it's just not that fun. But you know, like someday maybe we should invest in rent out an apartment um, or something like that. Obviously, we're getting older. Uh, we're in high school now, so. Um, we could just, you know, maybe run out, and that could be our studio for some time, maybe in the future. That's that's a long way away. But um, I'm definitely going to have to invest in some Percasas for the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some... I will not be uh, asking for the video. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll, you, I'll... I don't know about you, but I... Nah, yeah, I'll pass I can't on that. Speak from, I can't speak for you, but I... I, I'm not, I'm chatting you. No homo whatsoever. But I do kind of want to, I want to see how he does it. Like, how do you... Draw stuff with that. You can that. send the video if it's blurred out. Yeah, I don't want to see your, your thing. I don't want to see what what you do. I just... Uh, all right. Well, that conversation took quite the side turn. Um, we're now sitting <laughs> at an hour and 20... Hour, 20 minutes, and 40 seconds. Um, this is going to take six hours to upload to a website because Skype Jeez. is dumb. <laughs> see you later, everyone. Um, oh, yeah, we can play your Instagram like we did last time. Of course, of mine is Joseph OCO1022, same as my email, as well as B period Steelers period reporter. Colton, play your Instagram. It is Colton, C O L T I N underscore T A L P A S. All right, run us up. Um, I'll accept you guys probably because I have like two followers on Instagram. I'm public, uh, so I won't even have to. Oh, yeah, that's perfect then. Um, we're literally going to be so famous by the end of this. 100%. Uh, <laughs> see you later, then. If I have a million followers by tomorrow, I'll buy a Picasso. <laughs> Definitely. Me, too. If I have a million followers by tomorrow, Picassos may come my way. Mm-hmm. All see, right, you see you, Joe. <laughs> see you. See you, Colton. And Joe Show.